<laughs> Welcome to Gutter Trash, episode 378. Goodbye, Chunky Rice by Craig Thompson. My name is Eric. And I am Jason. Hello, Jason. Hello. How's it going? It's going well. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Sitting here wearing your little hipster fedora and, uh... It's called <laughs> a... Is it a fedora? I don't even know. A pork pie hat? Maybe? Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure either. But, uh, you're wearing it nonetheless. <laughs> I like it. Could, could, couldn't show me a little respect and take your hat off, could you? <laughs> I took my pants off. <laughs> it's not respect. That's just expected. <laughs> oh. Well. <laughs> yeah. How you doing? Oh, I'm okay. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Got it. Got a severe case of cotton mouth right now. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, did haven't you been watching a bunch of Luke Cage episodes? I have. That's well, weird. Cotton mouth died in the, the first six episodes huh. of the first season, and know. then it went to shit after that. No. <sighs> Spoiler. Maybe maybe it's the curse of the cotton mouth. <clears throat> Say what? Maybe it's the curse of the cotton mouth. It could That's be. How you get yeah. it. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. So yeah. Yeah. So it's what's happening. What's that in the world? In, in the world, yeah. uh, movie pass is dying. Yeah. Uh, Trump's a shithead. Um, so things we always always knew. Yeah, yeah I mean, nothing, nothing new, really. Okay. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's cool. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So this is the last episode of Gutter Trash. <laughs> it's appropriate because it has the word goodbye in the title. That is true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, I guess we should just talk about this book then. I guess, yeah. <laughs> we're bad at other things, so... <laughs> Not that we're good at this, but... No. <laughs> this is... Okay, here it goes. Goodbye, Chunky Rice! Goodbye, Cue the theme song. Chunky Rice. Uh, so yeah. So this is an older book. Yes, it is. Like, late 90s? Yeah. Something like that. <clears throat> so, uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a tell a story real quick here. Okay. So I like stories. Uh, I mean, there's no real plot to it, but, uh, you know, uh, so yeah, so sometime in 1999. It's dark in here. I can't read hmm. very well. Um, so, gosh, maybe ten years ago, maybe more, uh, back when uh, you used to live in a house with a couple other dudes, mm-hmm. and then we used to do drawing night there until yeah. uh, like four in the morning or so. <sighs> that was crazy. It was. I miss those days. <laughs> um, but uh, you had a copy of the uh, graphic novel Blankets. Mm. Uh, in your room one day, and uh, I said, I would like to read this. Can I borrow this? And you said, sure. Um, and uh, it's a it's a very thick book. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. Um, and so the next morning was, was a Saturday morning, and it was relatively cool outside for, for being in the summer, and uh, I had my windows open, and uh, I sat on my recliner, and I said, yeah, I'll go ahead and start reading this book. 
And, uh, I read the entire tome of blankets that morning, sitting on my living room recliner wow. with the uh, windows open and a nice breeze uh, blowing through, uh, sobbing like a hysterical child. Right, yeah. Uh, having just read what I'd still consider to be one of the greatest graphic novels I've ever read. Mm-hmm. It is one of the best, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, very, very emotional. Yes. Um, and I said to myself that uh, I've never heard of this Craig Thompson guy before. Like, I know like blankets have been talked up occasionally. Uh, and I'd had heard of Goodbye Chunky Rice up to that point, but I didn't associate the two with each other. Um, but I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna read whatever Craig Thompson does next. And, uh, I never did. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, I thought about Goodbye Chunky Rice occasionally, and, uh, a couple months ago at, uh, our local, uh, uh, Jim and Dan show, uh, comic convention thingy. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody was selling graphic novels for a dollar. Yeah. And it's, it's a great deal. Yes, it is. And, uh, Goodbye Chunky Rice was, was in that box. And I said, well, for a dollar. For, for a dollar, right? Sure. Yeah. How could you not? Yeah. And, uh, as much as I loved blankets, is equal to the amounts that I disliked Goodbye Chunky Rice. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's a good start to this podcast. That's not where I thought this was going. Okay. <laughs> um, so I'm going to comment briefly on, on blankets. Um, yeah, it's amazing. Like, uh, it, it looks like a book that I would never even consider reading because it's way too thick to me. Like, if you have to take that much time to tell your story, I probably don't want to read it. Right. Um, cause it looks like it's like eight graphic novels. Yeah. Like, I like think cemented comparatively, together. it's like the size of like that giant ass bone collection. Right. Of every issue of bone. It's enormous. Yeah. yeah. Like, <clears throat> like I think it's 16 million pages. If I remember, like that, if yeah. I remember yeah. it. Um, <clears throat> no, but it, yeah, it's, it's beautiful and amazing. And it's the first thing I've ever read by him. And, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I love that book too. So, um, when I chose this book, uh, last episode, you, you seem to have some reservations. Yeah. Uh, I'm very curious as to, to, so, so after I read Blankets, I was like, man, I need to read more stuff by this guy. Sure. And, and I immediately saw the only other thing was available was <clears throat> Goodbye Chunky Rice. Mm-hmm. And I looked at it and I was like, I just don't think this doesn't look like it doesn't look good for some reason like like which i can't exactly it's hard for me to pinpoint because i like um i like the character designs and i like you know the backgrounds like there's a lot of oceanic uh portraits in here but there's something about the actual way it's drawn that i didn't like um i think it's like there, there's so many like super thick black lines that I think it hurts my eyes. Hmm. Like I think that's the thing. It actually hurts my eyes when I look at it. Um, yeah, it happened a little bit when I was reading it, but that's all I really remembered about it. Is like I kind of looked at it and it looked 
like visually like taxing. Because it's got a lot of, there's a lot of lines on the page and it's all sandwiched in there, but there's a lot of thick black lines and there's not a lot of like airy, like, like blankets has a lot of like room to breathe. Right. Um, but this one, because it's got, you know, a lot of snow. Right. Yeah. And and it's 16 million pages long. So, right. But yeah, this one, this one never did look that appealing. Um, but I enjoyed it. I, yeah, I enjoyed it. I liked it. I liked it. I didn't know if, uh, like, you know, Craig Thompson had like, you know, pissed in your cornflakes at some point. Or, <laughs> no. no, and and I've never met him or anything, and right. I I have everything else he's ever done. Well no, that's not true because he has a book called Space Dumplings that I never bought. Yeah. But um It's fairly recent. Yeah. Within the last year? I think yeah, because we we had it at my work, but yeah. I, I flipped through it and I was like, Oh, it looks okay. But um I think Blankets was the only one that really like just totally spoke to me other than he did a a sketchbook that I think is my absolute favorite thing he's ever done um because it's it's just tons of like brushy drawings mm-hmm. and there's like maybe some one page comic strip type things where there's you know there's like a little bit of a story but it um but it's like Carnet de Voyage yeah. or something like that and uh oh, is that his like travel diary yeah, yeah, yeah. type of it was beautiful like that's a great that's a beautiful book but yeah, and then Habibi he also did, which is another like sixteen million page book. Right. And I bought that, and it is beautiful looking, but I've never been able to start that because it just looks so much more dense than than uh than uh blankets blankets in the ads. Like I get I get off put by that. I have a I guess a short attention span when it comes to that. I I get it. Yeah, you know, like like <clears throat> I I kind of wonder at times if it's maybe just. Like, I've definitely felt myself get stupider over the last twenty some years. Oh, me too. And uh, so, so facing like a gigantic tome just right. does not seem like my idea of a good time, no matter how yeah. good it might be. Yeah, it's yeah. it's that, and it's like so my memory's gotten worse. So I'm like, sure. unless I read it all in a fairly compact uh, amount of time, I'm gonna forget large chunks of it, and. Like that's not the kind of book I'm ever gonna have the day to, a day just to read that now. Like right. I never have a a day where there's like just absolutely nothing to do. Like I had lucky. <laughs> I I had today off and I did like a million things today. Um, like yeah, I I don't know if I'll ever read Habibi even though I've owned it since the week it came out. Right. But it is beautiful. Sure. His art's amazing. But so yeah, goodbye, Chunky Rice. It's his first graphic novel. Yes, it is. Um, not nearly as ambitious. It's like seriously, maybe like one tenth of the size of of blankets. Yeah, and it's like a hundred pages at most, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess I could look it up. Actually, yeah, it looks like a hundred pages. Yeah. It's about a hundred and twenty some pages. Okay. Yeah. Um. So this has a lot of earmarks of somebody's first book to me. Yeah. Uh, there's just a lot of, I found, you know, no pun intended, good chunks of it, uh, completely indecipherable. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's stuff that I, there's like some panels and even <clears throat> some like scenes, I'm not sure what's happening or, yeah. or where it's at or timeline wise or whatever. And, uh, there's a, a character who, uh, shows up about, uh, you know, 
maybe a third of the way into the book, who, uh, or maybe not even that, maybe just like towards the beginning, who has a pattern of speech that I found so <laughs> insufferable that I skipped most of the pages that that character appeared on oh, afterwards. Wow. Okay. I, I had assumed that at a certain point he would just uh, no longer be in the book, but right. he kept showing up. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, like, I, I struggled, like, to, to get through those pages to at least, you know, yeah, figure out what the hell was happening, but, boy, was it a, a chore. So, so I, you're speaking of a character, he's, he's the human in the book, because it's primarily about um, Chunky is a turtle, and he has a, a mouse friend named De- Daybell or something? I forget what Maybe something like that. But anyway. Yeah. And then there's a human uh, who has a bird named Merle. Yeah. Um, man, what the hell is this animal's name? Let me also go ahead and say that uh, it's been about two weeks since I read this book and uh, I forgot it <laughs> pretty instantly. Yeah. Like, like large parts of this book are just so forgettable to me yeah i can't uh, i can't remember the name of the mouse but so basically so that the story kind of follows chunky around as he's leaving uh, yeah. he's leaving town yeah. and his like friend or girlfriend the mouse whatever um he's leaving th- this loved one he's leaving someone that he cares about behind yeah and so that's basically the gist of it and then he he uh finds this human named merle that he lives in the apartment with and uh Merle tells him his brother owns a boat, and you know he can take him, take him uh, out of town for yep. a couple hundred bucks or something. So yep. that's basically like that's the starting the point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's about <clears throat> it's about him leaving and dealing with, um, you know, uprooting his own life and changing everything. And, right. Um. As, as I don't know, maybe maybe it's because. Uh, I've lived in the exact same place for the last 20 years. Uh, I've never really moved out of the, the area in which I grew up in and lived in uh, that I can't relate. Uh, <clears throat> but I just also didn't care. Like, there was nothing about it that, that just really spoke to me. Right. You know, and, and, you know, not to go back to blankets, and then I'll admit, like, it's been, you know, 10 years or whatever, and, and I don't remember, you know, parts of that either. But, sure. but I do know that the experience that he details in that book is not anything that I ever had for myself either, yet. It was so relatable. Oh, yeah. And so effective. So effective and, and moving. And, and, yeah. uh, you felt everything that he felt in that book. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, uh, with Chucky Rice, I just didn't like at all. Yeah. And, and maybe it's because it's a cartoon turtle, but, you know. Usually that, that doesn't fine. bother yeah, me, usually. Yeah. Right. I mean, I like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. <laughs> and they have a mouse friend that, that you like, they too. Do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I agree. It's 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 nowhere, nowhere near as good. And no. if this would have been the first thing <clears throat> read by him, 
I definitely would not have read Blankets. Right. Because I would have been like, oh, it's that guy that does this okay book. Right. And it's a thousand pages long. I'm, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> you know. But, you know, Chunky Rice is, is well loved. Yeah. Uh, so, so I guess. And I, it was well loved from before Blankets. So it's not just yeah, like, right. it's not just spilling over from Blankets. Right. So. Yeah. Uh, and so, okay, so you said you liked it, so, so. I liked it, yeah. You know, uh, d- 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 well, talk I Talk to me about that. I do think, so, I think some of it is beautifully drawn, like, the way he draws, like, water and movement, like, he's, he's great. I, I mean, agree, there, there, there's a lot of art in this book that definitely shows the promise of, of what he will do, yeah. And, and there's, you know, there was interesting characters, mostly not the main characters you're hanging out with, but like there's a Siamese twin girl. I yeah. liked, I liked her and I liked, um, uh, there was an interesting character too. That's like the guess the girlfriend or something of the, the captain of the boat. And you never see her face. She's always like reading or like right. turned away. And like, I thought she was kind of interesting. She's I'll, I'll, from, from cheers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> And I, I don't know, I liked kind of like the, the feel of the book, but it did, yeah, part of it is still visually off-putting. It's, it's just, I think it's those giant thick lines everywhere. It's like, it's like lines that don't need to be there are there. Right. Everywhere. And, uh, it kind of hurts my head to look at it sometimes, but, um, There was a trend, I feel, in the, the mid to late nineties in superhero books where that that really put me off uh, on some of them where characters were outlined in really really thick black outlines yeah and so uh, like I, I kind of wonder if that stems or, or if if the the stuff he's doing in this book stems from that you yeah, know a little bit maybe you know if if that was just some sort of weird thing that happened at that it's time just, period just like in an comics art, or, an aesthetic yeah. choice that because, I mean, like, even, like, within the last couple of years, like, I've noticed a trend towards a lot of art that looks like our pal Pat's artwork. Yeah. Like, very fine line, you know, super cartoony, lots of anthropomorphic food items. Right, yeah. And, and it just sort of seems to be, like, this weird trend amongst, like, his generation of artists. Sure, yeah. And so, like, you know, just certain things seem to pop up here and there. Yeah, I could see that. I don't know. Like it, it definitely has problems as far as clunkiness goes. It's yeah. not. It's not a very smooth story. It is not. But being somebody's first graphic novel, it's still like, like okay, you know that you know he you know he put it out there and like there's definitely great qualities to it. And just seeing what he's done after this <clears throat> makes it certainly forgivable because his second effort is like widely considered amongst the best of the medium. So, no, absolutely. So I mean, that's that's pretty. Pretty good, and, and you know, yeah, you know, I'll I'll say that you know part of it is, you know, it might just be entirely on me, and the fact that I read Blankets first and I loved it so yeah. much. Oh yeah, that there is only going to be an unfair comparison. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. So, you know, like, I, I definitely, like, you know, will lay some of that blame on myself, you know, for why I did not like this book. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it definitely has its, its problems. It's, yeah, you know? yeah. 
Yeah, it's like it's like a a first album by a band you've grown to love, right. but but it's just their first album, right? You know? Right, right, you right. Know? Unless the album is by a band like the Who, who like knew how to do it from the start or somebody, but <laughs> right. but but I mean, no, yeah, I totally get what you mean. Yeah, there. yeah, he, yeah, he, he more than made up for whatever this suffered, but it, this one does have some some sufferings, I do believe. Yeah. Um. I think our friend Joe G was a big fan of this book when it was new, because um, I think he told me about it. I want to say it was before Blankets came out. Maybe, yeah. maybe I don't know. I can't remember because he he's the one that told me about both of uh, Blankets and Chunky Rice, and uh, he's the reason I bought Blankets. And for some reason, I just never bought this one. Like I flipped through it, I remember and going, just something, yeah, just something. It kind of looked like bad James Kachalka to me. I would definitely. Agree with that description. Yeah, I think some of the problems that I had as well is that it's all hand lettered uh, by him, and I found some of it to be illegible. Oh, like yeah. there were word balloons that, like, I struggled getting through. And again, it might just be uh, that whole getting dumber and older thing too. Plus that one character that talks phonetically <sighs> sometimes. God, yeah, that yeah. too. That didn't help. Uh, but like, I don't remember. The lettering and blankets being this way either. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's not like it's sloppy, but it is kind of haphazard. It's inconsistent. Maybe. It's definitely inconsistent too. Uh, and and he also. It, it's very fanciful lettering too. Yeah. Like like almost trying too hard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. So, you know, that, that definitely didn't help some of the, the way I reacted to it. Yeah, it's, um, it's like, I think it's one of those books that I wouldn't say is great, but not because it's a failure, it's because it, feel, it feels more like a learning experience. Right. Because, like, he clearly had a set of, a skill set at the beginning of this book that just leaped, like, giant exponential steps by the time he did his next book. Right. Um, so... Yeah, I feel like it, it's not bad, and I enjoyed it, but I have, if, like I said, if this was the first thing I read by him, I don't know if I would have read anything else by him. Right. Uh, I mean, you know, for a dollar. Oh, yeah. Know, certainly. Totally worth a dollar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or even like five bucks, you know, but, right, but, right. but yeah, it's like, I would definitely say if you're curious about, cause I mean, he is an amazing artist, like he does a lot of brushy, insane skill level brush brush work um, right. for backgrounds and characters and whatever but I would definitely say check out one of his other books as opposed to this one for sure um yeah I mean I don't know I, I do feel like like this book would have a lot of appeal to people like you know who just want to check out, like, you know, weird comics or, you know, anything different than the norm. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's got some strange layouts and page yeah. design. It, like, it, it feels like... It feels like it would fit in very much uh, among the, the current generation of, like, young creators who are doing, like, webcomic stuff. Yeah. Or, or just, you know, weird independent books. Like, like it has a lot of the same aesthetics 
uh, you know, anthropomorphic animals and, you know, just sort of a, uh, and, and it is like a sad emotional tale at times. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's some dark uh, spots, you know, so, so I think it's good for that. It's just maybe not what I was hoping it would be. Right. Um, but you know, again, you know, going to blankets, it's great. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. You know, clearly, whatever Craig Thompson started off as, you know, by doing this book, like, he figured it out. Yeah. 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 He figured out what worked and what didn't pretty yeah. quick. Um, this is a book, though, like, you can tell him he just kind of maybe needed to do this book because it's, sure. it's about, it's about moving on and it's about saying goodbye and it's about, um, you know, losing someone close to you. And, you know, it has, you know, relatable things. If you've, if you've had any of those experiences and you, you know, you want to see someone's interpretation of it, I think you might like it. Yeah. Um, but it is done by an artist who was figuring out his skill set at the time. Right. So it's better than anything I've ever done, but it's not better than anything he's ever done. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I would say the same that it's better than anything you've ever done. <laughs> You've read Fr- Francis Promptly Maggie, right? Yeah. Okay, fair. Uh, no, yeah, it's it's definitely. I mean, I've I've never done anything, so you know, it's obviously better than anything I've ever done. I've read comics by you. <laughs> we we don't talk about those. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe I just wasn't in the right mood for it. You know, I'm I'm not sure, but well, I mean, no, I'm. I'm with you. I mean, I've, I've not been in the mood to read this book for the last 10 years. <laughs> right. So, and I've been aware of it for 10 years. So right, right. it just, it just didn't look great to me. There. Um, it looked okay. It, like, yeah, it looked, it looked better than your average shitty comic on the stands. Like it, it looks better than 90% of the books that came out whatever week you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> right. But, but it just, yeah, there's other things I would rather have read. Yeah. Uh, and again, I wonder, like, for myself, you know, having never, I mean, I've, I've lost friends who have moved away. Uh, we, we mentioned Joe G, and, mm-hmm. you know, he's in our, our thoughts and prayers every he's day. He's our chunky rice. He is our chunky rice. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, and then so, you know, I've, I've experienced that type of loss, but, uh, like, you know, pretty much always just felt stuck where I am. Right. Uh, you're like the turtle. Your your home is on your back. Sure. Wait. No, I'm not. <laughs> oh, because that means he can go anywhere. Oh. That's where his home is. Yeah. Yeah. But we're all that way if we let ourselves be. Well, sure. And uh, and uh, whatever. I don't know. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Yes. I am. Uh, like a week away from turning 40 at the time we're recording this. Right. I am going through a very existential crisis at yeah. the moment. Oh. So thinking about some of the themes of this book is, is not helpful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Craig Thompson. Yeah. Why did you yeah. do this to us? You motherfucker. <laughs> if it wasn't for you, our lives would be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, 40 and 40 is a big one. Uh, 30 was a problem for me. 40, I, 
was like nothing. Yeah, like so I felt no different at all. I, I had no problems with thirty. Really? But uh yeah. It's all just perspective, I guess. Yeah. Uh I mean, you know, also my life has fallen apart in the last five years, so you know, it's you know we're adding some extra pressure into the uh, the whole uh milestone age thing, so it's just the next forty is gonna be the best forty. Sure, yeah. <sighs> so yeah, uh, for for a variety of reasons, I just did not enjoy my read through of uh, Goodbye Chunky Rice, and uh, you know, again, I still haven't read anything else he's ever done now, other than this and Blankets, and, and I had wanted to read Habibi, uh, but you know, it's it's not real, yeah. it's it's not readily available anywhere near me. I've thought about picking it for the show before, but I was like, man, it's just so long. Like unless yeah. unless we each had a a free couple of days right. to read it. But again, you know, I I did read blankets in a day. Yeah. You know, right. less than a day. So I It mean, looks more dense though. It does. Uh you know, and also a bit more fanciful. Yeah. There's uh whereas like Blankets is, is largely autobiographical, so, right. uh, you know, who knows, but, uh, maybe someday I'll read it. Maybe it's available on Hoopla. I don't maybe, know. You'll, maybe you'll find it for a dollar at the Jim and Dan show on Sunday. Yeah, if I was going, that'd yeah. be great. Uh. <laughs> Unfortunately, I can't even afford the dollar. <laughs> uh. Would you like to buy a goodbye chunky rice for me for a dollar? I'll buy it for a dollar. Sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll buy it for a dollar and sell it to Mavericks. <laughs> For a dollar fifty, because uh, we'll put it in our used uh, bin. Scam! I know. <laughs> that's how. That's how I grease these wheels. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you know, uh, it's definitely one of those books that I feel bad for not liking. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I wanted to like it more than I did, yeah. but but you know, whatever. There, it, it's not like you know. It's not like there's not other things by him out there that we. Can do it. Sure. Uh, it did make me want to reread blankets at some point, so, yeah. As a palate cleanser. Yeah. Well, and also just to, to you know. Yeah, it's been, uh, yeah, I haven't read it in 10 years either. Right. So. Yeah. And, you know, uh, just every once in a while, you just need to fucking sob for, you know, a couple hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it's been now like three weeks since I saw, uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor? So, you know, I need a, I need a new cleanser. Right. right? <laughs> <laughs> Well then, I I'll lend it to you. Or no, you have it. I have it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, right. I'm glad you picked it though. Right. At least, at Likewise. least, we, yeah. at least we both know. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, do the thing that we do at this point in time in the show. Music time. Yeah. Yay. <laughs>
welcome back to Gutter Trash. Yo. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. So, what's up? Not too much, man. Alright. Yeah. Um, been, been reading comics mm-hmm. a lot. Anything good? Uh, yeah. So, so well, well, why did it take you three and a half weeks to read Goodbye, Chunky <laughs> Rice? What? Did it? I don't know. No. Um, I feel well, like I gave it to you a long time ago. Well, actually, I was reading an actual book book. Oh, and why? I, and I just finished that what? before I started this. Um, so, yeah, so I've been re-re- I reread a book that I read like 18 years ago. It was Fargo Rock City by Chuck Klosterman. And it's one of the best books I've ever read. And I reread it recently, and it's just as good as I remembered. Is that why you're wearing the hat? <laughs> <laughs> no. I just put the hat on. <laughs> this is the first time I've worn this hat in months. Um, I wore, so I put this hat on because my, my, the back of my neck got sunburned today. So I was trying to like, were you outside for two minutes? I was, yeah. <laughs> I did some work at my mom's house. I had to move some stone blocks and I was out there for longer than I expected to be. I thought there was like four. There was like 40. So when I got there, I, I was there a lot longer. Doesn't your brother live there now? He does, but he works like three different jobs. He works like a total of 80 hours a week. It's really Does your cousin also live there? Yeah, but, you know. <laughs> I don't think she, I don't think she likes to lift stuff. Well, neither do you. <laughs> it's true. So yeah, that's why I wear that. But, but yeah, I read that book. It was great. I highly recommend it if you have, even if you don't have a love for it, but if, especially if you have a love for 80s rock and roll, like hair metal, glam metal. Man, it's so good. Hmm. Um, but I also have been reading the Giffen de Mateus Justice Leagues. Yeah, yeah. So I think years ago we reviewed formerly known as Justice League. Uh, I don't know if we did that for the show. Oh, did we not? I know we did the Defenders book that they did. Oh, maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Maybe I just read that. Could I be. But I had never, ever read the, like, the late 80s, early 90s stuff. Really? Never. Could have sworn you did. Never a single issue, which huh. is bizarre to me. But, cause I like superheroes, but I like funny, weird versions of them. Right. And that's like the first it's one. The it's the biggest, weirdest yeah, one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I just never did read it. And then, um, I ended up, so somebody sold a collection to Mavericks recently, the store I work at, and, um, there was some of those in there, and I know we only sell those for a dollar, and typically I'm just like, well, we're not gonna buy those, cause we only really restock our dollar stuff when we buy collections, we don't buy them right. individually. So I was like, well, we can buy these books here, but, you know, pass on this stack here. And he's like, ah, oh, just keep them, give them to somebody. And so when I looked through them, a lot of them were the, those Justice Leagues, and I was like, maybe I'll read some of these. I've never read them, and I can just take them, you know, right. like they're free. So I did, and I liked them so much more than I expected to. Like, seriously, way more. Yeah. And uh, I've been buying them and reading them whenever I see them cheap, and just recently got a big chunk of them on eBay for six bucks i got like 25 comics because that's amazing it was the first eight and like he only billed it the ebay auction said the first 18 issues yeah and then when i opened the package um it had one through 18 
it was missing 19, and then it had, like, 20 through 24 plus two of the annuals. Hmm. Like, he put in, like, five extra books. So I was like, man, this guy is nice. That's awesome. And I got all that for, like, six bucks. That's sweet. Yeah. So I've been reading a lot of, uh, a lot, a lot about, um, 80s hair bands like Poison and Motley Crue and, and then reading a lot of Justice League also from a similar era. Yeah. So, so. so you've pretty much just been indulging in all the things that you really love. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. And, and traveling back to the late 80s. Yeah. Well, sure. Yeah. Which is always a good idea. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know how much I've ever talked about, you know, the, the Giffen era Justice League on this show or not. Uh, but they are pretty much like, you know, one of my all-time favorite comic runs and, and probably the, the biggest influence that I've ever had on, like, you know, my own work. You know, I could what, totally... What little s- I do, yeah. I could totally see that. Seriously, like, yeah. I forget what issue specifically, but I think it was one of the, like, the camaraderie back and forth antics between Beetle and Booster. Yeah. And, I, and it totally reminded me, I was like, oh, I can sort of see, like, a similar feel from... Some of the mini comics you were doing yeah. like ten years ago, fifteen years ago. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, and, and that series is why pretty much I love Blue Beetle. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know that that is why you know, and and part of it is that you know when I was you know God knows how old, like Justice League number three uh, was the very first comic that I paid my own money for nice uh and i bought at a uh convenience store down the street from my parents house and i read that thing over and over and over again right uh and and uh later on and i think i've told you this uh you know i found out that's the the cover that i had uh for that issue was uh, back when DC was attempting to do like sort of a new logo design. Oh yeah. So they were testing it on a few books and, uh, I happened to grab that particular issue that had that test logo with a different cover on it, mm-hmm. uh, which later turned out to be like a $30 book, right? which my mom threw in the trash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> it makes you feel better. It's probably come down in value. But, oh yeah, sure. But, but there's, it's still hard to find though. Like, oh yeah. Like I hardly ever see that book. Uh, so, you know, years later, you know, in the, the early nineties or whatever, when I decided to, to buy that entire run, uh, you know, I could only find the, the regular cover yeah. for that, you know, I actually like the regular cover better, but I, I feel like if I would have bought, you know, whichever one I would have bought, I would have liked better. Yeah. Uh, nostalgia. That's definitely a factor. I, yeah. I do like the, the other cover better myself, but yeah. Because it's got Shazam on the cover and Batman being, like, held by a giant robot right. man. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, I absolutely love that run. And it, it's definitely uh, near and dear, you know, to me. And, and, and definitely holds a special place in my heart. So, Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, it holds it pretty well. I mean, there's some definitely some, some modern references. Like, I think no less than a half dozen of the issues I've bought... Um, are, are, are like Blue Beetle, all he really talks about is how many how many CDs he's going to buy with the money that, right, he, right, that right. he owns. Like he's all about this new technology of CDs. <laughs> <laughs> but, and there's some like other like pop culture references that oh yeah you know you, if if you're not familiar with the era you might not know. But but other than that, I mean they're pretty solid. Yeah. 
uh, I, I recreated a page of it once uh, as a joke uh, during my initial sketch day run. Oh wow! Uh, the the one punch page. Oh, I do. Okay, I remember you doing yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> Where uh, Batman punches Guy Gardner. Yeah, that's what happens in the uh, the original version. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, a very classic page of, mm-hmm. of uh, comic book history. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and you know and now that I think of it, that may also be why I consider Guy Gardner to be like you know my number two favorite Green Lantern. Right. You know. Yeah. And I, and Gnort. <laughs> Gnort's awesome. <laughs> I've never read any comic with Guy Gardner in it until like two weeks ago or whatever. Whenever I started reading these Justice Leagues, uh, never. Never in the nineties or whatever, never read anything that he was in. No. But yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I like that. That's awesome. Yeah, I should uh I should uh reread them at some point myself. Yeah. 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 Uh, what else is happening? Anything? Uh, d- despite itself, uh, I still am trying to, to run movie pass in the ground. Yeah. Uh, seeing as many movies as I can before they completely go out of business. So, you're seeing at least two, three movies a week or so. I think it's the new challenge. How many can you see before it goes out of business? <laughs> yeah, that, it really is. Uh, I, w- I would have seen a movie tonight uh, had we not uh, mm-hmm. scheduled to do this. Can you still see one after this? Uh, I could, but uh, I'm old. I go to bed early, <laughs> right? Yeah. There, there was uh, like two weeks ago where... I was debating seeing a movie. Uh, it was only playing in two theaters near here. Uh, and, and by near, I mean, one was in Huber Heights, which is not convenient to get to mm-hmm. or near anything that I would ever need to be at. Right. Uh, so it would be like, you know, like a 20 minute drive just to go to that to see an early show. Or I could go see the showing that's five minutes away from my house. At like ten o'clock at night, yeah, and I was like, "Oh man, both of those options uh, suck." I, I would have drove to Huber myself. Like, I don't mind a, a twenty-minute drive if you get some good music or whatever. Yeah, that's, sure, I mean, but it's like, like, you know, that's not a big deal. I had already been in the car for like two hours well, that's true. throughout the day. That's so, true. Yeah. yeah, my drive to work is like seven minutes. Right. So, so yeah, and that's with bad traffic. And that's with yeah. <laughs> that's if I hit the school zone. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've uh, read a couple comics that I did not enjoy, oh. uh, in addition to Junkie Rice. Um, yeah, I picked up the new Captain America number one, uh, which, which, which I just, yeah. Just not great. Yeah. Who wrote, wrote that? Uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates. Mm, yeah, I don't he, know. Uh, the Black, Black Panther. Black Panther. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, it was just kind of dull. Yeah. Um, you know, certain parts of it where it's just, like, way too on the nose politically. Right. Which, you know, I mean, you know, preaching to the converted kind of thing. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah. Then uh, I had enjoyed Mark Wade's run on the book, uh, the, the most recent writer, and yeah. so... And, and he brought more of an element of fun to yeah. Captain America again. I, so. think, I think, yeah, I think for me, superhero books have to be fun or I'm not interested. Right. Like, like if I just, like even like the most well done books, like I've read all the Frank Miller Daredevils and I think they're 
like pretty pretty great pieces of you know writing and but I don't think I would ever reread them. Right. I mean, it's just like unless a unless a superhero book is fun, I I think I'm I'm done. I you know would normally agree with you, but then you know I mean we just read the Vision recently, which you know was was. Certainly not fun. Yeah, but I mean that one was <laughs> barely a superhero book. I mean, oh, I guess true. I guess he is a superhero, but yeah. it was like so much. Like, so I would read a serious Daredevil book about him not doing Daredevil things. You know, like <laughs> like, like just being a lawyer. Yeah, like if there's well, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Daredevil's a bad example. <laughs> but but like somebody doing their daily life stuff, I would be more interested in reading like. Thanos at the grocery, than, sure, than, or getting an oil change. Yeah. Um, yeah, but but I mean, it still had it's fantastical elements mm-hmm. to it, though. So, speaking of Thanos and fantastical elements, I gotta say, Cosmic Ghost Rider is a pretty fun book. Yeah. If, if you're not reading that or listener not reading it, I've read the first couple issues and it's pretty fun. I uh, recently got the first issue. I've not read it yet, but it it looks like it out there so yeah yeah. and the art's really good too sure um yeah uh i read uh die 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 that looks good it was a lot of fun it's just a big dumb action comic you know lots of blood lots of blood lots of just gratuitous violence nice yeah uh so yeah that, that can be pretty fun um I, I have no idea how to get the second issue whenever it comes out because it's um, like just appeared out of thin air. Yeah, we, so we did order the second one. It was offered. Okay. Yeah, uh, I guess hold me a copy. Okay, until I can start ordering it for real. Sure, <laughs> unless it's just gonna be you know mystically placed in the uh, yeah. diamond shipments. You know, whenever they feel like it. And number two was not uh, solicited in our previews order forms, but. Um, I just looked it up on their website and found it. So. Yeah, okay. Hopefully yeah. they don't have ten different covers for that one. So, yeah, if the listener doesn't know, Robert Kirkman did a pretty awesome thing where oh, yeah. he decided that there's no spontaneity now because of the internet, so you can't just walk into a comic shop on a new comic day and be like, oh, wow, here's a book I've never heard of. This is exciting. So he made it so you could just walk into a comic shop and see a book you've never heard of because no one ever heard of it. Um, cause they basically just gave them out for free to retailers, um, the day before it was supposed to come yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. They, they had announced it the night, yeah, the night before it shipped basically. So that was pretty awesome. And yeah. it's just like a cool, fun, weird book that he did. So good on him. Yeah. It's got some nice art in it too. Yeah. Chris Burnham. Chris Burnham. He's maybe. good. Uh, yeah. Uh, also read Mr. and Mrs. X, which was also not very good. Mm. Uh, the art was fine. Yeah, the art looked all right. Yeah, it just looked kind of boring though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, and, the, and you know, a deep distaste for the character of Gambit. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so you know, not not really winning me over from the jump. Right, so, right. Yeah. I read a, a good X-Men book. I read uh, X-Men Grand Design Second Genesis number one. Oh, yeah? yeah. That was pretty cool. I, um, I'm uh, waiting for the trade on that one. But uh, looking forward to it. Beautiful, beautifully drawn. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I really, really, really like the 
just the whole look and feel of that book. It's, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, also read the new Bloodstrike, the final issue of Michelle Fife's run. Yeah. Michael Fife, whatever his name is. I don't know. I'm going to say Michelle Fife. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. We'll, we'll split the difference. Yeah. <laughs> Michelle Fife's uh, three or four issue run, I forget. Yeah. But, uh, it was good. Um, uh, I have uh, not read those yet, but I, I have the, the first two issues. So, yeah. Which are issues uh, zero and 23. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, last week, uh, when I should have been saving my money, I instead went on a uh, dollar uh, bin diving spree. And uh, I actually bought some of the uh, original Blood Strikes. Oh, yeah. Uh, but by our good pal Rob Liefeld and co. Uh, rubbing that blood. Oh, yeah. You yeah. gotta rub the blood. Uh, I, I bought them on uh, your recommendation. <laughs> yeah, because I recently, my friend Joseph sent me, I think it was number five, maybe. And uh, I read it and I was like, holy crap, it was, it was insane. <laughs> like, I could not believe... <laughs> how like crazy violent weird that book was i don't remember that at all like i think i think i maybe read the first issue of bloodstrike in the 90s but i if if i read any at all i never made it past number one right but wow it was crazy yeah so uh yeah pretty weird stuff yeah um yeah yeah so i bought bought a bunch of stuff i'll probably never get around to reading so hey maybe we'll pick some for the show could be we could read blood, blood strike for the show <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i'm hoping to find so this this sunday is a comic show that we mentioned earlier yeah i'm hoping to find some more justice leagues in the cheap bins there that's what i'm primarily looking for yeah I know uh, the the place that I went to uh, last week uh, had a bunch, so oh cool. Uh, you know, I don't know if they usually set up at the show or not, but uh, I'm sure you could probably find some for sure. I, I feel yeah. like I feel like literally every show I've been to in my entire life, I've seen some of those Justice Leagues in the dollar boxes. Right. Like I, I feel like it's like a staple because, I mean, it was a huge book. I mean, oh yeah, Justice League like around 1990. I mean, that's that was like. That was a big deal. So oh, the print, yeah. I'm sure the print runs are pretty high. Like I, I, I remember reading uh, like an interview with maybe not Keith Giffen, but I think the editor on the book at the time, uh, just talking about how like you know like after Crisis, basically, I think is, is sort of when they rebooted that. Yeah. Uh, like he just basically said that Keith Giffen was just harassing him repeatedly <laughs> uh, to let him do the Justice League. <laughs> Uh, and I think he initially did want, like, you know, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, all that. Right. But, like, they couldn't use any of them. Uh, so they were using, like, all these, uh, B and C listers. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I think it really is a testament to, to how good that book was, was that it became a massive success, despite the fact that it pretty much only had Batman in it. Yeah. And, then, and he was barely in it. Yeah, right. Yeah. And the rest of the cast was, like, all these, you know, D-list heroes oh, who yeah. didn't have their own books. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, a lot of them became, like, my own personal favorite of the characters. Right. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, you don't need the big characters to headline books. You know, you just need good, good stories right. and good art. I totally agree. Yeah. And it, it's nice to have Batman every once in a while. Well, sure, you know, yeah. But, but yeah, no, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, there's a lot of characters in there that I'd, 
was either just marginally familiar with or I like just had no opinion of and yeah they're great right they're really good and then like you know years later when Grant Morrison eventually rebooted the JLA like it came from you know evolved from that era right uh, you like know Martian Manhunter and- right uh, but it was you know they were like hey we're gonna do you know the big seven you know the, the big Justice League characters and then because the previous version was a failure with Metamorpho and Fire and Ice and it was just like it wasn't a failure because of those characters it was a failure because it just got bad yeah right yeah <laughs> and because also you know like every comic company in the early 90s they just devolved it into you know well, let's do what the popular kids are doing and yeah. turn it into a image light cross cross uh, cross hatch fests right yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> So did that book get bad at some point then? Oh, story, yeah. Story yeah. Was? But uh, it was still Giffen and... No, no. Oh, okay. exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm only buying the ones that I see their names on. Yeah, anyway, yeah. So. Uh, there is a massive crossover, like like a 13-part storyline, like at their end of the run. Oh, jeez. Uh, which crossed over with uh, Justice League Europe. Is that not good? Uh, it's, it's fine. Okay. Uh, but like, it was them basically sort of poking fun at the massive crossover. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, that's cool. Yeah, uh, I'm then, done with that. Yeah, but then they left, and then like Dan Jurgens took over, and like Superman joined the team, and it just know, got bad. Yeah, yeah. And then oh, yeah. eventually Booster Gold got his ridiculous uh, giant robot armor, and <laughs> <laughs> I will buy that one. And, and then eventually spun out into Justice League Task Force. Oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Everything was so extreme brutal. justice. It was so brutal. Yeah, extreme justice. Yep. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yep. So far, so good though. Yep. Yeah. No, you're you're fine as long as it has uh, Giffen's name on it. Okay. That, that can <clears throat> pretty much always be said. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I would agree. I mean, hell, I own Trencher and Punks. Yeah, those are <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, I got nothing else going on. Well, I guess I could pick a book for us to read that's that not... be fantastic. Not by Giffen. Huh. Uh, I'm out. Yeah, you're going to be down. You hype me up too much for Giffen. So, I was thinking we should let Aftershock get a chance to redeem itself. Oh, yeah. Because we After read... After Animosity? We read Animosity and we yeah. were both severely disappointed <laughs> to say the least but i want us to read uh, shipwreck oh by warren ellis and phil hester okay i am 100 percent down for that because that was also going to be a future pick of mine at nice. some point yeah nice. yeah uh, i currently have the trade sitting in my file at mavericks oh okay you're the one i am the one <laughs> Uh, cannot afford it just yet, though. <laughs> so if you have a copy of it, I guess I do. I would uh, borrow yours, and then sure. I guess depending on what happens, I'll either <laughs> put it back on the shelf or not. If it goes in your file, you have to buy it. Damn it! Yeah. <laughs> you better hope it's good. <laughs> no, no, either way, it's fine. Yeah, I'm I'm on board. So uh, you're. Yeah, I like both of those gentlemen. Yeah, I've, I've always loved G.I. Joe, and Shipwreck was always one of my favorite characters. So sure. I'm like, I can't wait to see what he does with 
with the character. I'm super excited. I, I just hope Snake Eyes is in, in there, too. Is in there or isn't? Is. Is, okay. Because, yeah, I mean, you can be a little overexposed. He's the Wolverine. He is the Wolverine, yeah. Um, and also, I, I hope Polly has a big uh, oh, oh, supporting role. I hope that's the origin of Polly. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> This is actually not a G.I. Joe book. No, it is not. If you're playing along at home. Yep. But Uh, yeah, it's from Aftershock Shipwreck. Trade paperback just came out. Six issue series. You might be able to find the single issues. Yeah. It's a a neat looking book, so we'll see if it is, in fact, a quality item. All right, then. Sounds good. All right. Okay. I am thirsty as fuck. Yeah, you got the cotton mouth. I do have the cotton mouth. I'm also thirsty as fuck, and that uh, I need me a lady. Whoa, is that a is that a kiss lyric? No, <laughs> it sounds like what? It could be. Yeah. No, that's internet lingo. Is 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 uh, thirst? Oh, is it? Yeah. What's it stand for? Thirst and nectar. Oh, well, jeez, yeah. I've never heard that. Before. Yeah, yeah. Internet's creepy. The internet is super fucking creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it, and yet I can't live without it. It's, it's where gutter trash lives. It is where gutter trash lives, and most of my artwork. And, and most appropriately, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In the realm of the creepy. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us. Indeed. Check us out with Shipwreck next time. Alrighty. Goodbye, folks. Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. You can subscribe to the show from guttertrash.net or from iTunes and leave us a review. Visit guttertrash.net for email information and for other podcasts and websites in the Gutter Trash Network. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.